This is Dave along with Jess. Oh, fuck off, Dave. Hi. And Craig. <laughs> we need a montage. That's right. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, forgotten titles. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And don't forget, anything we talk about is inspired by the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything WWE, WCW, ECW, and more. Guys, what did we forget about? I'm going to start dubbing in a Vince McMahon laugh after you do that. Because he just laughs all the way to the base. He should. He should. Gosh. Yes. You should buy it. That's good shit. What 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 are we forget about? We uh, titles. some titles or some shit. I don't know. What's going know. on, man? These are forgotten titles. There's a lot of titles in wrestling. Of course, anything WWF now. You know, we know of the heavyweight championship. We knew of the WCW heavyweight champion. The United States is still around. The United States title, uh, just WWF fashion or WWE fashion, whatever you want to say. Intercontinental champion. We know that. We know that title very well. World Tag okay. Champions. We got that. We know that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some forgotten titles that used to be in the 80s and 90s that as territories merged or WCW just said, fuck it, we're going to suck and go out of business. Uh, that Whoa. got kind of forgotten in the, <laughs> by the wayside. So I just figured we'd bring up some of them. We got some of the belts mm-hmm. behind us, which I like. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. And yeah, a uh, quick behind the, uh, the scenes note. Uh, we all didn't plan for this. Like usually you put wrestlers or some other version and all for all three of us to pick a, a different belt and just the shot of the belt. Yeah, we did not talk about this. And so, no, nope. yes, all three. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. We're, we're a hive mind, guys. We're one. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You guys ready to get down on this? No. All right. Well, the get first one we're going to talk about is the WCW NWA United States Tag Team Championship. Uh, that title went from 86 to 92. The first NWA Tag Team Championships of the U.S. were crowned on September 28th of 1986. Crusher Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff won a tournament at a house show to win those titles. Well, I guess a house show is a house show. Crusher Khrushchev um, was Smash. That's Barry. right. Smash yeah. Demolition. Barry Darso. Yes, and Barry he Darso. won't be the first time mentioned tonight in the first winner of, of a wacky forgotten title, by the way, which is an interesting fun fact. Yeah. yeah. But we'll mail we, his prize out later. You know, we did the <laughs> legacy. on. <laughs> we did the legacy on Demolition for a reason. God damn it. They're legends. Yeah. But they really, really are. The first time <clears throat> so, U.S. tag. 
So uh, big, <laughs> big highlight. How's that eggnog, Gregor's? I bet it's delicious. Good. Well, it's all right. <laughs> it's a little chewy, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Midnight Express held those titles for 346 days between May 16th of 1987 and April 26th of 1988. They also had the most reigns with this title for three for a combined 505 days. I, I You know, some people like the Midnight Express. Are you a fan, Jess? Yes, I am. However, there was two... Uh, versions dennis condry and bobby eaton were the first uh, midnight express and then stan lane joined later sweet stan um sweet stan lane um i did like the midnight express however and they did win a couple world tag titles too but i really believe that the united states tag team championships defined them because they were so dominant with it and wcw you know you can really overload your promotion and put too many titles in there we've seen it happen today excuse me i got something in my throat um, but but if if done right, they had a big roster. But this is back when Crockett, the territory was thriving. NWA was a big deal. Um, so there was a lot of talent on that roster. I loved the United States Tag Team Championship. I did. I always dug it. I thought, why doesn't WWF do that? You know, it's the one thing that like, uh, you know, some, every now and then WCW would do something. And I'm like, that, that, I'm surprised WWF didn't do that. You know, but I'm glad, you know, WWF didn't water their own pond down. But at the same time. They, they, there's so many, you'll talk about it more. There's some big name tag teams that were United States tag team champions. And, and it was used properly for a time being. It fell off a cliff, obviously, like most things do before it uh, was discontinued, sure. this title. But at the same time, yeah, like we, they didn't want to make the Midnight Express world champions. And in WWF land, for example, the heels that were good sellers typically didn't get rewarded a lot. They just bumped around for the faces everywhere. But in the Crockett territory, heels were just as valued as faces, if not more. So to really like reward tag teams like the Midnight Express, or the Freebirds, like they would give them the United States tag titles. And you're going to read on in the notes too. There was another tag team that would become arguably the greatest tag team of all time uh, that yeah, used the, uh, that as a stepping stone to the world titles. Yeah, the Fantastics. They had the shortest no, reign with 19 days. Oh, not them? Oh, Fantastics yeah. were good, by the way. Fantastics yeah. were good, but they were the one I was but talking about. But they only about. held no, they it for 19 days. What yeah. well, Jess is talking no, about. No, but that is, is a notable feud if you're talking about the legacy of the U.S. tag titles. Fantastics yeah. and Midnight's were a big portion of that, that the lifespan of that title. This, this this really was like the house that Midnight built, like these belts. Uh, There's a lot of nostalgia in um, Saturday afternoon wrestling and even like looking on, on the network now. It's a lot of Jim Cornette, a lot of kind of center stage tapings and tag team titles. They put a lot of different tag teams together. One I saw today, Midnight Express versus Dusty and Nikita Koloff. And all four of those guys had belts, but it was for the U.S. tag titles. Yeah. Um, and then they had kind of towards the end, they had kind of had random pairings that would would win. But to me, like, yeah, it's a lot. You can see Midnight Express with these belts and that's a lot uh, of defending leather, them 12 to 14 minutes every week. That's yeah, a lot of leather, maybe on that ring. So what Jess was talking about when it comes to the the big names that we all know of, it's the Steiner brothers. They were the only tag team to actually had to vacate the belts due to winning the WCW World Tag Team titles in 1991 during their U.S. title run. That's pretty darn cool. 
So they were so good. They never had to. They never had to uh, relinquish the titles due to pinfall. They actually and had to. Didn't Midnight have to do that or no? Sorry, say it again. Did that happen before? Did Midnight or someone have to do that, or did someone win the main titles and have to drop them? No, just uh, I, I want to say. I, you know what? Actually, you're. I, you're right. I think the Midnight held both of them. I think the Midnight Express might be the only team that held both of them. But they, didn't, they, they, they didn't, didn't have to give it up. Vacated. Yeah, but Got the it. Steiners, yeah, maybe. And I, that was me not probably doing my research. So I feel a little foolish. However, well, no, I do, it says for some odd reason, I remember vacated. a picture of yeah. all the, of, of the yes. Midnight Express and Cornet holding all four belts. So I'm yes. pretty, you are right, Craig, but they didn't, they didn't have to vacate them, I don't believe. But Steiners did because they used it as like a stepping stool. Like they... We're doing the whole Doom program, and then the Freebirds out of nowhere beat Doom, which took the titles off them, which I they wanted Simmons to become a singles wrestler, so they made him and Butch Reed go at each other in singles matches. So they broke up Doom, uh, and but they still, they didn't want to put the straps on the Steiners yet because they knew the Steiners were popular, and they would be, this is when WCW actually thought for a minute, and they were like, well, wait a minute. We don't have to put the, st- the titles on the Steiners right now. Let's let the Doom thing play out. Let's tell a story with that. We'll have Simmons break off, become the singles wrestler that we know he became and uh we'll just put the u.s titles on the steiners they had an amazing match against the nasty boys at halloween havoc 1990 that i i urge anybody to go watch it's it's wonderful it's a wonderful match where just the steiners suplex the shit out of the nasty boys for about 15 minutes and it's just it's lovely but i remember specifically the steiners being u.s tag champions going when are they gonna win the world titles and when they finally did they had to vacate the titles but it was like a nice the U.S. title, once again, the U.S. tag titles yeah. were used properly. So their short lifespan was meaningful to a few tag teams, Midnight Express being one of them, and Steiners, I want to say, being the other tag team, that it benefited. It made sense that they were champions. They used it correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners and still United States Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers. In, in looking back at the history of this championship, too, a lot of the early guys, it, it they won it in tournaments. And I didn't know whether that was all one day only special kind of tournaments. And I don't know what that meant. And I it was too tired to kind of look and investigate. But a lot of these were actually done like yearly in, in U.S. Yeah. tag tournaments. So, yeah, we're, we're old and stuff. It takes a lot. We are. Yeah. <laughs> the final champions were the Barbarian and Dick Slater when Bill Watts, uh, WCW VP at the time, announced the titles would be discontinued on July 31st, 1992. Um, the Barbarian. How about that for a little? That would, that would really throw you if you had to ask it, that quiz question. You, you wouldn't, I would not have guessed that Dick Slater would be, A, the last champion and still wrestling in 1992. I would have and, said he was and, the first. And, and teaming up with the Barbarian. Just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. yeah. So our next title is the UWF television title. That is what's right behind me, ladies and gentlemen. The first Mid-South TV champion was crowned. That, and by May the way, 2nd. sorry, yeah. that's a great title. You know, there's a, there's a little like a. Uh, I don't want to say cult following or like a, a subdivision of wrestling fans that are just all about belts. Conrad Thompson is known for being like a belt collector. He will put down big cash yeah, he's to a buy. For sure. yeah, he, yeah, he buys original <laughs> belts and stuff. I know that he's still looking for one of the original um, uh, NWA six man tag team championship belts. He can't find it. So they're oh, out wow. there somewhere. They're out there somewhere and he can't find it. But so he always puts out posts every now and then saying if anybody fucking a ring worn uh, six man NWA tag team champion, let me know. I'll fucking I'll pay you cash. 
and God knows that somebody will probably get like 20 grand for it. Like if they find it, like, so Jeez. Uh, keep looking everybody. But yeah, he's, he <laughs> owns the United States tag team championship. He's bought uh, one of Flair's big gold belts that Flair had. Uh, I can't remember. I think he bought the one. I think he bought the one that went to WWF television with Flair. I think somehow Conrad owns that. So like yes. he's got yeah he's a major belt. I bet he didn't pay for it. I bet he was a uh, trade off of debts. May, yeah, maybe. You know, but, <laughs> sorry, I, that was rude. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so a lot of people. I love this episode as well, and then we have these pictures up because I love the look of belts, and I think that certain belts, like we all know, everybody loves the original, not the original, but the and this one, the one behind me is what we're going to talk about. It's it's, it's kind of a pretty one. Yeah. No, no, the UWF no. Tele- television championship is really nice, really nice. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty one, and guess who won the first one once again? Uh, Crusher Khrushchev. Crusher Khrushchev <laughs> once again, and also in a tournament to win the title. Imagine that. Oh, I and speaking like, of, sorry to interrupt, yeah, Dave, but as I want uh, Dave Jess was saying how pretty this belt was, and if I'm not mistaken, this belt used to was it Mid South or Mid Atlantic? Uh, it started as their TV channel. Mid Atlantic, yeah. It literally oh. was a uh, a medal. That championship. It wasn't even a belt. Yes, it was a metal right. like Kurt Angle around the neck. I, if you look at the history. I, I might have forgot to put that in the notes. You are totally correct. Yes. Fantastic, so, Craig. Wow, it was a shitty metal. And anyway. then when, yeah, when Watts bought the territory and turned it to the UWF, he made it a belt. I, yeah. I'm not saying he melted the metal down, but I mean, he actually had a belt <laughs> made. But you're right. Yeah, the first champion. That's not, like the first you know couple what that years sounds like, metal. That sounds like a montage. <laughs> <laughs> Melted it down. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this belt yeah. that behind Dave was a medal in uh, in its former life. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good looking belt. Terry Taylor, of all people, Woo! has the most rings. My guilty pleasure. Four. Come on, Terry. Come on, Terry. Yeah, Terry, you know. Good and man. the most combined days with 383 of those bad boys. I like to think that this was probably where... Um, you know, Terry was kind of, you know, getting his medal and, and, and where I think Vince saw something in him to bring him up, right? This is... This is where he's de- definitely earning his uh, earning his stripes. Is and Robert's now rolling up Taylor. Could this be it? Can we have a new champion right here? And oh, he ran into it. He hit him. He hit Michael Hayes. That's it, Jim. He's defended it. He's done it. Taylor powered out it. He pushed Roberts into Michael Hayes and Terry Taylor. Where you seen the champion? I'll tell you what, it backfired on Michael Hayes. I told you folks just a minute. He, uh, yeah, and when you're going to read on too, when the sale happened, when Watts decided to sell his UWF to Crockett, uh, Terry did come over for a minute just for a brief unification match that you're going to read about. Uh, and then he went to WWF shortly after that as Gary Terry Taylor. And then that's when he got with Heenan and did the Rooster right, thing Rooster. and the rest yeah. is history. Yep. But before we get it, we got to talk about the shortest reign. Nikita Koloff held that bad boy for a single day. And then, um, Nikita Kov also defeated Terry Taylor on November 26th of 1987 for the UWF TV title at Starcade of 97. The bout was a title unification bout with Terry Taylor entering as UWF TV champ and Koloff as the NWA TV champion. Bill Watts sold the UWF to Crockett Promotions uh, shortly before the event. And we all know who the king of the NWA champ TV champion is, right? Crusher Khrushchev. Uh, the Z-Man. <laughs> there you go. No. Um, that's We're okay. both right, Jess. We're both I, yeah. And I put the UWF TV title because I remember that unification match. It was just when I first started getting into wrestling. So, one, one of the tapes crazy I question, because I want to make sure. My, is the NWA TV champ and the WCW TV champ the same thing? Yes. Or no? 
Yes. So you're both wrong. It's Arn Anderson. Just want to make sure I had that. <laughs> I'm, I got into it. For some odd reason, call me crazy. I'm standing by the Z-Man. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm standing by the Z-Man. Standing by the Z-Man. Yeah. So, yeah, but that, that that's a really cool one. It, it, and it's just funny how often stuff just gets sold off. So... Um, I thought that know. was interesting. I just thought it was a very interesting lineage, that yeah. title, like because everyone talks about and Mid-Atlantic was a big deal. It really was. It was a big territory for uh, NWA uh, back in the day. And so, you know, that morphed so into you're, the you're really talking about three year stint with this title. The, yeah, it wasn't very long. You know, it was just a, it it started out as a Mid-Atlantic TV championship, I think. Right. Or did I put that on the notes or something in the beginning? It started yes, out. Yeah, as something mid, different. You said Mid-South, but it might be Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic. Yeah. So uh, and then that morphed into the UWF Television Championship. So I remember it, that unification it, match with Koloff and Taylor for some reason. It just sticks out of my mind from my childhood, and so I just remember that. Oh yeah, like it had it, some big names. It had Shane Douglas, Eddie Gilbert, uh, Jake Roberts won it. Butch Reed, like there's there's Jake some Roberts names won in the these title? What? couple of years just yeah. for this title. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm telling you. And then he yeah. And then he uh, then he lost it to Hogan. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what happened. Um, speaking of UW, we'll just keep it running with the heavyweight championship. It looks like that only lasted a year of all things. The first champion was crowned on May 30th of 1986. Uh, Crusher Khrushchev. I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> you actually got me. I did a double take. Uh, Terry Gordy <laughs> defeated Jim Duggan in a tournament final. It's always a tournament, obviously, for the first champion of the uh, and this was the UWF championship the title and promotion of same name used to be referred to as the mid-south championship wrestling uh, promotion once bill watts bought the territory he changed it to uwf dr death steve williams was the final uwf champion before the promotion was sold to crockett in 1987 he got it a stampede one Champion of the world. Uh, Terry Gordy was the longest reigning champion for the 163 days. Many fans only remember Herb Abrams UWF in the early 1990s. This was not at all associated with the Mid-South version. And that's a major dumpster fire. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. I had to write it in because a lot of people, when you talk about the UWF, if they come from a certain generation of wrestling, they're like, oh, yeah, that shit promotion. In they're the early like 90s. Herb Abrams. Yeah, no, like yeah, the Mid-Atlantic, Mid-South territories were on favorite. fire. Uh, Watts, you know, I, I have my opinion about him in WCW and about how he sucked. Um, but uh, there was a lot of people that came from Bill Watts's UWF. Sting, Jim Ross, Terry Taylor, uh, Duggan, One Man Gang, Gordy, uh, Williams. Like, I can go on and on. Like, he had so many people in there. So when Crockett uh, bought the UWF from Watts, Sting went over to Crockett and NWA. Duggan went to WWF. Uh, you know, like other people, you could just tell DiBiase went to WWF. So you had like that purchase, that sale to Crockett released like half the roster and to find our childhood because we all know the Million Dollar Man. We all know all these people that you know, got kind of released, if you will, like they went one, 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 one way and then one went the other. So, uh, yeah, that is the real UWF. The UWF in the early nineties was uh, Abrams was legitly like a coked out maniac and he had no wrestling experience and he decided to revitalize the UWF, which today, if you go and read anything on Wikipedia or any kind of wrestling historian site, they violently, like, are like, it is not the same thing as Bill watches. <laughs> like, they need to make it clear because it was so terrible in the best way possible in the early 90s to watch Herb Abrams, yeah. UWF, go down the toilet. 
What what I respect about the UWF Heavyweight Championship is that Bill Watts, pound for pound, these were literally heavyweights. There was no question uh, that the, the four guys that held this belt, Terry Gordy, One Man Gang, Big Bubba Rogers, and Dr. Death Steve Williams. Big that boys. is a lot of poundage and a lot of big men purely to hold that title, which I, I respect. Like I heavyweight should be heavyweight. I mean, that's those are big dudes. And it's really funny because I uh, after... He failed in WCW Watts. He went to work for Vince for a while for like a couple of years and he didn't fit in there. During the, big surprise. But during the story trial, right? They were thinking about. Sneaking I, him yes, in they were actually yeah. thinking about possibly like him or Jerry. Just in Jarrett. case Vince goes to prison. Yeah, they want it because Bill Watts, because and so many people are like, well, after he failed in WCW and like all that, why would you? And Bill Watts was such known to be such a hothead and like a very one way kind of guy because Vince loved big guys. And what did Bill? What did Craig just list? All of his heavyweight champions were big boys. Like, yeah, and it's so some Bill Watts saw the same thing. That was the common denominator because Bruce talks about on his podcast. Only people didn't understand why he got Vince hired him to begin with. And it was like, well, he liked big guys like he was the guy that Vince trusted going like, just find my next big guy. You got to That's that's where the money is. And he's typically right, to be honest. But sometimes you'll find a diamond in the rough and he'll be six foot tall. That's rare. I'm with you. It's um, super rare. But yeah, no, the UWF, I put them both back to back, the TV title and the heavyweight title, yeah. because they came from like the Mid-South area and like that was a uh, Mid-Atlantic area. That's actually where Bill Watts made his name. He was a very popular wrestler, Bill Watts was, yeah. when he wrestled. And he won the Mid-Atlantic Championship numerous times, and he was a staple out there and everything. So naturally, when his in-ring career came down to an end, he bought the promotion and made it UWF and made it go at it. And, you know, not, it's just... Once Vince started putting the squeeze on in like the late 80s to everybody, he didn't last that long. And he sold to Crockett and took the money and ran because he saw the writing on the wall. Vince was close, closing the walls in on everybody. And yeah. when you grew up with just reading the wrestling mags and didn't necessarily have all the cable channels, like UWF was kind of a big deal. And they presented it or um, it yeah, was the magazine's always is kind yes. of a big deal. It was always they talked the about it one. fondly. And it was like, that's where we yeah. first. I mean, I, you know, grew up in WWF and like very beginning of 88 so hacksaw was already there but then i start reading that hacksaw was you know you'd see him in bloody matches with gordy and all that stuff the, the black and white photos in the magazine of duggan bleeding or whatever yeah duggan, nev- duggan was working you man. never saw that in wwf yeah. duggan was like a big old brawler man like in the the mid to uh towards the late 80s a before he to be reckoned with for sure he was more of like a like a caricature in in wwf which a lot of people were yeah it was it was definitely you know the land of cartoons and also but he was like nice. a big brawler, and Duggan was like a three hundred yeah. pound monster. Like you know, he was. He's a big huge, dude. Yeah. Man. He was big. People, so people is Gordy. Um, so is Williams. Like yeah, people underestimate Duggan all the time because there was Hogan. You put Hogan next to Duggan. Duggan looks small, but Duggan's bigger than ninety percent of the people in in the, in this environment. You know? Duggan looks as big as Terry Gordy, almost like when they're kind of fighting yeah. each other. I mean, and and strong as hell too. By the way, I don't think yeah. anybody could deny Hacksaw slamming almost anybody out there. You know, he could do it. When they talk about well, that's a big corn, you know, corn fed corn boy or whatever. Yeah, he's fucking that's Duggan. Like, yeah, you look uh, at him. Same thing with Gordy. Gordy was like this just naturally big old boy, like yeah. just a big old motherfucking guy, like 310, 20 pounds walking around naturally. And he wasn't overly muscular at all. Gordy no. wasn't. He just he could bump. He was too. a he was... bold. Dude. Oh, he was a great worker. Yeah. Gordy. Yeah. God, man. Anytime we can talk about him. Uh, he was great. Part of the original Freebirds. He was just man. He had a lot of, you know, he did have alcohol problems, but I think Gordy was kind of like Bruiser Brody in the sense where he was just Who like, doesn't, guys, right? 
No. <laughs> Did you just switch off? Is that all? Oh, okay. They really need to slow down. <laughs> what, happened to, what happened to the nog? I don't know what happened. Guys who abuse alcohol, you got to get your fucking It's just irresponsible, Mr. Gordy. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like he. But and that's also, just really sad. What? Gordy was from the same ilk of like I don't give a shit. Like meaning I'm not here for drama and shit like that. Like whatever. I want to go in. I want to fucking smash people. You know, he knew he was a wrestler and it was all predetermined. But I want to mm-hmm. go in there. I want to get physical. I want to smash people. I want to entertain the crowd. And make them believe in me that I'm some big kind of bruising monster. And uh, I don't need your politics. So I think that's why Gordy never really like went over the top. I mean, everybody said in Japan he was awesome like that. He could have been a top singles wrestler anywhere in the fucking world because he could work. And he knew when to take bumps. He knew when to fall off his feet. And when he did it, he did it textbook. He was so good, but he was just he more about story. what's yeah. going to get in the way of my my partying. Oh, your fucking politics? No, thanks. I'm going to go party. And that's just nice. what, you know. That's what he so, was. It sounds so. like another Chick the Snake story. Life ended yeah. his life ended like way that. too early, but Terry Gordy, man, anytime we could talk about him, I I he's fantastic. Just watching him wrestle, like Jesus, mm-hmm. like he was so good. So good. Maybe we'll do a legacy. That's not a bad idea. Let's, Let's start now. So in nineteen seventy Wow, let's get the notes out. Um but I am going back to <laughs> Yeah, we should you. maybe for April Fools we'll trick the audience. We'll start as like one topic and be like, and we're shifting gear. So welcome to Legacy. <laughs> Terry Gordon. Oh, no. But I was gonna say I'm, I'm glad you kind of put the UWF titles back to back because the last one you listed here, Jess, is uh near and dear to, I think to all of our hearts. And I think it's really near and dear sad to you, especially. Gone. I know why. Yeah, why. yeah, obviously. We, <laughs> and it's going to be, it's in the notes. It's already there just to care of me. Um, but what I'll say is um, I'm going to preface before we come out and talk about this title that I think it sounds really crazy because I know we kind of, we kind of crapped on the TV title compared to the IC title, you know, in the, in the Pat Patterson episodes and things like that. But this, this title I think should, should make a comeback. Maybe even just on an NXT level or something. Why? Why wouldn't you? Get, why couldn't you have an NXT television title and kind of say? I mean, they're it's doing great it, history and lineage with the WCW. And I have like to that, say, but. I know we're not talking too much about today's product, but but I like what Cody's doing with it. And I mean, Cody's not the champion anymore in AEW, but when yeah. he brought it in, I like what they're doing with it. I hate the belt design, but um, but I like what they're doing with it because it was the title that literally every WCW Saturday Night or worldwide or whatever it was. Is that what fit- they're calling AEW? The television title yeah it's like the tnt television title is what they're calling it so it's it's are, a they, are they are they taking the lineage back to wcw or are they able to do that or no no, no they're not able so. to do that but basically they talked about it they talked it's about like how everybody knows yeah, yeah like it's going to be yeah. defended on tv every week and remember he kind of did the open challenge with it like kind of when he first got yeah. champion and so yeah. but they were bringing in like independent wrestlers every week that you know you knew from the independent promotion so they're trying something trying to modernize it but back here well did you announce it officially am i cutting you off no 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 you're good it's oh. it's and we'll just to make it official. It's the WCW NWA Television Championship that ran from 1974. This is to one of my That's 25 favorite years. Is a long time. Yeah, yeah, this is one of my favorite championships. I would say I love the Intercontinental Championship. The look of the belt that they currently use today, and the one that you know Honky had, and Warrior had, and Savage had, and Fantastic. all that. Uh, I love that, and you know Michaels had, and Razor Ramon. And so I love that model of the Intercontinental Championship. And I love the lineage of the Intercontinental Championship and what it represents. But second place is the WCW NWA uh, World Television Championship. This belt I loved as a child and I loved in my teens when it was still around. It it was for a while and then they kind of changed it like they do everything. They sort of betray what it is. It was only to be defended on televisions. They didn't even defend it on house shows originally yeah. in the NWA slash WCW be because it's yeah. not on television. So apparently I, I, used to have the side plates, ABC, CBS, NBC, yeah. like the actual networks oh like the. Gosh. 
yeah. which had nothing to do with it. I didn't. Like I they, split the three because there was three designs that I have behind me. Uh, the the bottom one, I think it is that you can't really see. Um, that's the classic one that everybody likes. It had a black and a red background, and it had ABC, NBC on the sides mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, like, yeah, it was only defended on television. That was only defended. So WCW Saturday Night, WCW Worldwide, or whatever. That was. They, and remember, they went through a phase where they had two out of three falls matches with it. The champion would just defend it in a two out of three falls match almost every week. And yeah. uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But I loved it because you you had your C wrestlers fighting for it. Not suggesting that who Dave is going to read is a C wrestler. Oh, so calm, no, calm your tits no, on that one. Um, but they would challenge for it. But I, mean, I loved uh, watching people like Eaton and uh, Terry Taylor yeah. wrestle for 20 yeah. minutes. I love because I love seeing the talent. Like I love pro wrestling. I love workers. Yeah. And this was like a, you know, the Intercontinental and the U.S. were kind well, of deemed the Well, not to mention, just to your point, the smartest thing about that is it gives you a reason to tune in every week because you're only going to see that on television. And I think that yeah. was the whole purpose. You know, you're not going to water down your ratings. world champion. You're not going to parade your world champion in a match. But you, you might would do see something you, that you wouldn't see anywhere else yeah. on tape or on house shows. You would see the television title yes. only if you yeah. watched today. But, and there were so many phases of this championship because there were 25 years. There was like the Arn period. There was like kind of the, yeah. the, the Lucha guys period. Ric Flair won it in 75. Like yeah. um, Muda and Sting fought for it. There's some big names That's and big crazy. guys and the young guys. I had no idea that Booker T had won it the most out of everybody. Yeah. There yeah. was that phase. Yeah. Booker T and Bret Hart. Um, towards the Booker end of the Booker T and Benoit, the best of seven. Booker T and Benoit. Yeah. It was like a big Fantastic. legend. Yeah. I forgot about I mean, that was too. Yeah. What a history of this thing from, from center stage yeah. and those flags to the heyday of, of Nitro and Blanchard. Guys and, Blanchard and Rhodes yeah. fought yeah. for the television championship. Like, it's funny. Everything you're talking about already seems better than the, seems better <laughs> than the notes. Z Man. The first NWA Mid Atlantic TV champion was crowned on February 27th of 1974. Danny Miller defeated Ole Anderson in a tournament fight. Danny Miller! That's right. We're already in the ring. Um, yeah. Um, Arn Anderson had four reigns with a record 877. Calm down. <laughs> but this is a new introduction for Arn as the new world television champion, Arn Anderson. Thank you, Bob. You know, Bob, since the beginning of time, any champion in any sport, if it was a true champion, had to overcome adversity. Now, I came out here once before and took this belt from Dusty Rhodes, but he snuck up behind me, busted me in the head with a chair. Jim Crockett Promotions did nothing about it. Jim Crockett did later come out here and throw his chest out and say, oh, man, I just did what they told me. And then I took it. the check and I said, this is accurate pay. So thank you. Thank you very much. I'll go out and work. And work then I will do it. I will provide um, for you. Thank you for the paycheck. And to Craig's point, Booker T had the most reigns with six, six times, six times. I won't do it six times. Austin won it. Steamboat won it. Yeah, no, Austin. Mm-hmm. Austin was another big one that made his, that started his career. Yeah. Like when he came yeah. over from Texas and he went in WCW, like they put the TV title on him, like in the within the first six People, months he was with in the company. You feel like they knew he was special even then, and even the Hollywood Blondes was special after that. But yeah, that's all other avenue. I like the Regal era too. I like some Regal TV matches. Yeah. You know, I don't, look don't. I look back and I do too. But I'm when I was growing up and we were all we watching, it, I fucking hated it. Cause yeah. he would go to goddamn draws every fucking yeah. week with that title. It's like, does he have to sweat so much? It's three minutes in. He's just pouring sweat off his but face. They he's did, just doing right. chicken like, wing. There were so many different great phases with it. It, it started out with when they first tried to make it really big. 
It was like an abdominal stretch for 30 minutes. Yeah. And Regal was sweating. Like down. I was like, dude, hydrate. Jesus. Ah, it sounds like he did hydrate. That's the problem. Yeah. It was over hydration. So it is. Yeah. They went through phases with it too, where it would be like the, to, to push it hard. They had a time where when the horseman was like at their peak or whatever and Rhodes and Blanchard, like that's yeah. fucking big. I mean, are you, they yeah, were, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Jesus. Like that. And that was what, what was the rest of the card like with the US and the world heavyweight champion, you know? Like, and it's just kind of, and then they went to a phase where they put it on newer people to build them, but they actually tried to build them, like we're talking about. Like, they put it on Austin for a while and they built Austin's name, like in WCW, with that regal. They introduced him as like this British snob, you know? He, they brought him in as a face originally and it flopped. And then so they turned him to like this British snob and uh, they put the TV title on him. And he was, for the better part of two years, like, or a year for sure. Like, he was TV champion. And it felt like dr- it. Like, going to draws. It was 10 years. Uh, it was. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but they really pushed it. And they really put effort into it. And then, of course, in the Nitro era, it started speeding up. But then that bright spot, Booker T., it helped make his singles career. When he broke off from Harlem Heat, the TV title was the first belt that he won. And I remember when he first won it, it was a big deal. Everyone on the internet's like, he's going to be good. Like, this is. Yeah. Booker T's yeah, he, really good. And, like, yeah. He, he, did, he did all right. Yeah. It may have been the least important belt, but it's still a belt, and it's still like you lean in when you're going to watch something for a championship. So it's like some, TV title something. or not, they used to open it with it. There's a lot. There's of, always not something just, special about that title, though, where you can only see it on television, and yeah, you know, it was there was it was it was pretty cool. It was a cool concept. Um, on the low light, Rick Martel had the shortest reign with six days. Um, sorry, it Rick. happens. Sorry about that. Uh, the final champion. This is this is where it gets to be a real low light, and I just I, I can't imagine. I just feel oh, like this yeah. is something everybody wants to shit. I don't even on. I don't even want you to read this because I'm going to vomit. But go ahead. I know. Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan so is, is the final champion who found the title in a dumpster on the November 29th edition of Nitro. Scott Hall vacated the title by throwing it into a dumpster on WCW Saturday night, uh, February 19th of 2000. That title was then discontinued by Eric Bischoff on Nitro uh, April 10th of. 2000 i feel like you know it's bad to, to blame bischoff for a lot of things but he did actually kill this one um, who was who booked it being in the dumpster i don't remember Scott. who did um it might have been russo wow he was there at the time right yeah when it, it got discontinued 2000 so in 99 yeah so basically what happened was haul through in the trash on a nitro in a dumpster then yeah. on wcw saturday night duggan found it and i don't remember i'm like first of all did they just take the trash from Nitro and bring it to the WWE yeah. Saturday Night Studio? How did that even happen? Yeah. But I'm thinking that maybe they showed a clip of him finding it on WCW Saturday Night in on Nitro. Does that make sense? Like they yeah. didn't air it on Nitro, but on WCW Saturday Night that following Saturday, they had look Duggan, Duggan from on yeah, Friday Night. Yeah, look what he yeah, we're, we're going to go back to a clip from Duggan on Monday. So I think that's what happened is like he went to the back of Nitro and they aired the clip on Saturday Night. They just weren't clear on that in when I did my research. But uh, I... I I'm embarrassed that I remember Duggan any in a dumpster. Huh? I just laugh how why is Jim Duggan, Duggan in a he was given a janitor he was given a janitor gimmick by Bischoff or somebody I don't remember. He oh, was no. he was the janitor of Nitro for a while and uh so he was going through the trash 
because janitors do that because they're super is, poor and dirty. Because he got busted with Iron Sheik in the car with cocaine? Yes. That's I'm just, that's yes. what happened. Every time out I mention Hacksaw, I'm going to mention him fact. getting caught with cocaine in a car with Iron Sheik. <laughs> well, he went in the dumpster and he grabbed the TV title and he's like, and he grabbed a bag of something and put it in his pocket. You didn't really see what it was. Just, <laughs> just kidding, Duggan. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Duggan. Don't, don't whip my sorry, ass. Sorry, Yeah, don't come and football tackle me. Because he, he will um, still kill you. So yeah, no, it's so sad the way we just talked about the lineage of this title and how important it was and Arn and Anderson being one of the standout yeah. guys and, you know, Austin getting a start with it and Booker basically getting a single start with it and so many other people. Like the Z-Man uh, held the title. Uh, and then the Z-Man so also It would be crazy, but it would be cool for WWE to revitalize it somewhere. And it would also be that kind of that in the side of AEW when Cody's trying to really do it some real justice, even though he can't say. Uh, I want them to straighten out their titles first, Dave. Like they're they're a mess right now. Calm down. You know, I really you know, I'm surprised instead of the uh, what's the secondary championship on NXT? The uh, I don't care. North American is it North American or whatever? Like, I don't know why they wouldn't have just made the TV title or something. Well, I don't know. Maybe don't put it on 165. Pound man. That That's all there are in well. NXT, Dave, is 165 pound men. Who do you want them to put it on? I don't know. <laughs> That's all they but have. You, know, you, under, you understand my issue. Like, ah. All ah. The big guys don't stay there very long. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I love this title. I love uh, all the belts, yeah. really, that we talked about. But particularly. But this, is, this is the the real achievement of the, all yeah. the forgotten titles. Yeah. The U.S. tag titles and the 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 television championship. Like, I really, especially yeah. the TV championship. I can't tell you how many times, man, I loved sitting down on Saturday evenings and watching WCW Saturday Night or whatever it was called before Saturday Night. Like, power and not Power Hour, but that was one of yeah. those shows. But, uh, like, yeah, and I just watching a television championship match with beautiful Bobby or Arn Anderson or the Z-Man or uh, <laughs> and then even like when WCW Z-Man. was trying to when they were firmly all WCW, then you had the Regals come in. You had the Austins. You had like all that. It was really cool. Like I really like enjoyed the TV title for a long time. Yeah. Something shouldn't be around 25 years and then like you just dump, dump it. There's just yeah, too much history with it. Like I, I can't imagine them retiring. Watch. I bet they have. But just about to correct me. Like, would you retire the Intercontinental title at all? They ever? Did. Yeah, they did. I knew. I, I knew. I knew. I stopped myself. I was like, they did, didn't they? Yeah, they did for a while. That's and then Cody stu- brought they, it back. If Co- when Cody won, he brought it back, or he won it because they brought it back, and then he brought back the original Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, he was the one who brought back the original. Yeah. Design. So how many years did they not have an Intercontinental title? Like three years, four years? Like oh, I'm yeah, just, it, wasn't, I'm, it wasn't very long. I'm Since we was people were really upset about it. Too. Yeah, it was people were pissed. I didn't watch it during that time. It's not my It just fault. doesn't make sense. Like, why? I mean, it was, and also it was the ultimate stepping stone to see who was going to really, you know, get the big one strapped to him. But I don't know. It's just, it just seems weird when you think well, about it. It doesn't sound When you have four world champions, you don't really fucking know. You have the world yeah. heavyweight champion, the WWE. But champion. that also, not, not to get too far off track on this, on this podcast, but that having that many world champions on different networks, you're automatically going to assume that one is greater than the other. And that's part of the problem. That's why you should only have one too big. And just have one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I honestly believe when they unified it with Jericho and there would be the champion would go on bull shows. I honestly thought it was the best time. Yes. The best time. Yeah. It's fantastic. So that, that's just me. Not take it too far. Yeah, they fuck everything up. 
There you go. And that's how you end a podcast. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on Linktree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. And anything we talk about today is inspired by the guy who fucks everything up, the WWE Network. So do yourself a favor and get your free month today to watch anything. The guy who fucks everything up and still gets our money anyway. WCW, ECW, and more. This is Dave, Justin, Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Z-Man Terry Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. Join Jess, Dave, Cuz, and Craig as they discuss a variety of topics in the world of professional wrestling, such as retro pay-per-view reviews, special events, legend legacies, and more. Our wrestling podcast is available on all major platforms, including YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications so you can stay notified as we release a new episode every Tuesday. Our Wrestling Podcast. Well, I'm going to tell you all the victimize you To those who wish to defeat and not the stream